and welcome to the Narrow Gate Podcast. I'm so glad you've joined me. I'm going to be speaking to you just a few minutes before we get started uh, about the purpose of this podcast. I've been a believer now for um, almost 50 years, and I've learned uh, a few things along my way. I'm embarrassed to tell you that I've, I've so much I don't know, but I have learned a few things about the Christian walk. And one of the things that I've that I've found that is uh, very been very helpful to me in my walk is that the the fellowship with other believers who share and commune together about their walk with the Lord is very very valuable to me. There are many self help books. There are many websites. Uh, there are study guides with books for you to write in that help you walk with the Lord closer, but one of the greatest ways that I find of, of finding a way to go deeper with the Lord is by very close and personal contact with other believers who are also walking with the Lord. The way to find the Lord is not easy. In Matthew's Gospel, uh, chapter 7, Jesus records these words for us, and this is from the New American Standard. Jesus says, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small, <coughs> excuse me, for the gate is small, and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. Jesus seems to indicate here that the way to life is not necessarily an easy or, or obvious course for many people to take. And I find that in the Christian church that it often is presented as a very easy and an obvious way for Christians to walk. And I'm, I've struggled with that through my life because in my own life, there have been times when the Lord has asked me to do some things and taken me through some ways that didn't make sense to others. Sometimes not even they didn't make sense to me. But that narrow way proved to be the right way. I like the, what Eugene Peterson says in his translation called The Message. This is the expanded translation that he leaves for us, and this is the same passage, Matthew 7, verse 13. He, he translates it this way. Don't look for shortcuts to God. The market is flooded with surefire, easygoing formulas for a successful life that can be practiced in your spare time. Don't fall for that, even though crowds of people do. The way to life, to God, is vigorous and requires total attention. Isn't that a good translation? Uh, most of the verses I know are King James and uh, very familiar with the broad way and the straight way. But the message translation talks about not taking shortcuts. And I found that to be so true in my own life. Some of the greatest um, helps I've found along the way uh, outside of Bible reading and prayer and uh, regular church attendance have been my times talking to other believers. There are believers that the Lord has brought into my life that have helped me understand how they walk and how they see things. And sometimes they share those things with me. And to be quite honest with you, it's something that most people do not feel comfortable sharing. If I ask them, tell me how you did this, tell me how you knew God's will, uh, they shrug their shoulders sometimes and say, well, you know, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's This is what worked for me, and this is the way the Lord led me. And they don't 
feel compelled to share that with people, even though the information they have has been very, very helpful to me. So the purpose of this podcast is to make these kinds of testimonies available to you. I'm going to share just a little bit about my testimony, and, and I would like to make a few comments about it, and I think you'll understand kind of where I'm, where I'm coming from. I was uh, born into a Christian family, a family that loved the Lord. Um, my dad was a Baptist preacher, and the Bible was taught and loved. Uh, we prayed at mealtimes. Uh, we, we tried our best to follow the kingdom. And that family that I was born into um, made it easy for me to become a Christian because the things that you need to know to become a Christian, I knew at a very, very early age. I knew that I was a sinner. I knew that I'd done things wrong. I knew those things had disappointed God. And I knew that disappointment separated us. It was a very easy uh, concept to understand that God sent his son to, to live and to die in my place, to pay for my sins so that I could be made right with God. And as a very young, tender-hearted child, I wanted to please God. And so I asked Jesus to come into my heart and to be my Savior as a very young child. When I was saved, there was not a dramatic change in my life. Uh, there's not a whole lot that a seven-year-old does that is uh, dramatic. Uh, I did ask Jesus into my heart at that early age. Uh, I got saved uh, in my dad's arms. My dad uh, explained the gospel to me, prayed with me, and I, and I came to Jesus in the arms of my dad. And so I began my walk with the Lord in a Christian home. And for many, many years, I felt embarrassed about that testimony. When I would see other people at church who would say, Oh, listen, I was an alcoholic. I, I abused drugs. I was mean to my family. I cheated people in business. And the Lord convicted me and saved me and turned my life around. I thought to myself, Wow, that person has a testimony. But me, no. I have no testimony. A little eight-year-old boy got saved. That's no testimony. And the devil began to say to me, don't share that. That's no testimony at all. You, should, you shouldn't even be talking if that's all you know. Anybody could have gotten saved. It's, it's embarrassing that that's, all you've, that's the only testimony you had. Don't share that with anybody. And for many years, I believed that lie. But as I began to talk to these people, as after I was married and, and got into a young married class, I began to talk to people who had that kind of testimony that I wanted. And through fellowship, I, sh I shared with them my reluctance to share my own testimony. And these men said to me, my goodness, Mark, your testimony is the kind of testimony that I want. I want to say, my goodness, Jesus saved me as a little bitty boy. And I followed him all the days of my life. And I don't have all that bad stuff that I had to turn from. I admire your testimony. And I was very convicted that that testimony, which I was somewhat ashamed of, was in fact a very powerful testimony. And it is a powerful testimony. Because I, as a little boy, I was lost. And the Lord chose me and called me at a very young age and included me in his family and put me in a Christian home, and put me in, in godly preaching, and people who were devoted, and mom and dad who loved me and prayed for me, 
and, and brought me along in the faith. So that testimony is a wonderful testimony to God's goodness in my life. And so I'm not ashamed of that anymore as I used to be. A lot of the things that I've learned along the way have been like this. When I share with other people about my testimony, people people say, well, my testimony is not glamorous, and here's mine. And when I listen to their testimony, I'm warmed by it. And so I want those people to speak on this little podcast and tell of their testimony because I believe it might help you as a listener. Perhaps you're discouraged right now. Perhaps you're not even a believer. Perhaps you're seeking and you found you stumbled on this little podcast and you said, eh, I'm here, I'll listen. The goal of this podcast is not to be a teaching tool. I do not expect you to come here for doctrine. What I hope you will gather is that you'll just hear Christian people who love the Lord and who love each other sharing about how they have found the way to walk with the Lord. And this walk is not always easy, and it's not always obvious. And as we've read here today, Jesus says often it's through a very narrow gate, and it's not always an easy road to find. I have found access to that road by talking to my Christian brothers and sisters. The purpose of the podcast is to introduce you to some of those people who are walking to the Lord, walking with the Lord, and how they're doing it. So we're going to talk to... uh, my pastor, in just a few minutes, Brother Charlie loves the Lord, and he loves me, and I, I love Brother Charlie, and we're just going to have a little conversation and see where it goes. So once again, I'm so glad that you've tuned into the podcast. I hope you'll come back uh, for more for more podcasts. All right, Brother Charlie, coming right up. So I'm here with my pastor, Brother Charlie, and we're working on this podcast, and uh, we don't really know exactly what we're going to talk about. <laughs> so we're just going to talk about some things uh, that come to my mind. Uh, Brother Charlie, if you would, um, why don't you share with me um, um, how to be saved? Very okay. simple, if you can, in two minutes. Tell me if someone said, Brother Charlie, I'm lost as a goose yeah. in a hailstorm. How do you get saved? Yeah. What would you tell them? Well, I say, first of all, before anybody can get saved, they have to understand that they are lost that they all, the Bible says, that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So sin separates us between, between us and God. And uh, God, knowing that our sins had to have a payment, there had to be a payment for sin. And uh, that's why God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. The Bible says the Son of Man has come to seek and to save those who are lost. And so we know that that's why Jesus came. Now, the Bible says that salvation is a free gift of God. And we get that not by being good, not by doing good works, not by being from America. God has made that gift available to anybody who will receive him. In John 1.12, the Bible says, as many as received him, to them, he gives the uh, the gift of eternal life. It's uh, it's a gift from God, and it's not of works. Ephesians two eight nine says, "By grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves." So once we realize, just believing 
that God loved us and he's got a plan for our life and he sent Jesus to die for our sins and the gift of God is eternal life through Christ. When we accept him, we have everlasting life living in us and it's a matter of accepting that by faith, telling God that we're sorry for our sins and asking him to save us. And the scripture says in Romans 10, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All right. Um, if I was a lost person and I wanted to be saved, would I expect this to cost me anything? No, it's free. It's a free gift of God. It, uh, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah. Will my life change? Your life will change. How? I always tell people, God loves you, Mark, just like you are. But he loves you too much to leave you there. All right. He's going to, the Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. You're, you're, you're turning the leadership and the lordship of your life over to Christ. When you accept him as your Savior, you realize you move over to the passenger seat. He climbs in on the driver's side. So this is not something that is just a, a little nice add-on to your life. No. You're talking about a life-changing event. I, I tell people, and I heard this years ago, and I like it because it says we don't turn over a new leaf. We receive a new life. Yes. Yeah, and that's God gives us that. Yeah, I, I heard this, and I, I really liked it once. Uh, someone told me that um, um, the, the free gift that you talked about, and it is absolutely free. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but there is a, a corresponding responsibility that we have. And it's in some ways maybe like a scholarship to a university where you say your tuition has been paid, mm -hmm. but you've got to go to class. That's right. You've got to study. That's you've got to right. take exams, and it is not going to be easy. Yeah. But this wonderful gift of, a, of a, a, a prepaid tuition is given to you, and you can't write me a check for it. It's, right. You cannot pay. No. Nope. But there's a, something I need from you, and yeah. I need your total commitment to this program. Because if you say, well, I'm just interested in meeting friends and having a good time, yeah. we would say... You can't have the scholarship. Yeah. This is for people who are serious. Right. And I think Jesus talked about that um, when he was when he said, unless you hate your father and mother, you cannot be my disciple. Obviously, Jesus was not talking about hating someone. But I think he was talking about in relationship to him, he has to be the only one. There can't be, I'll pull Jesus out when I need him. So even though the gift is free, it's very expensive. Right. Our responsibility is very heavy. All right, so uh, tell me how that happened for you. Tell me about your salvation experience. Okay, I was a little boy. I was uh, at a time when I first started hearing and understanding the gospel. I was about eight years of age. And uh, I started asking my parents questions about heaven and death and hell that I didn't understand. And my parents didn't know because they weren't where spiritually they needed to be. So my mother made an appointment with the pastor that I wanted to go talk to. I had one church I'd been going to, but a new church where I was hearing the gospel and I identified with that. And I wanted to go talk to that pastor. Mm -hmm. And he sat me down in his office one day and he asked me if I had ever prayed to accept Christ in, in my life. And I said, no, sir. Uh, he said, well... And he went through the little Child Evangelism Fellowship wordless book. And he went through the different pages there and showed me the black page, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That uh, white page, God wants your heart to be clean like this white page. 
but the only way, and he turned back to the dark plagues that he said, the only way the darkness of sin can be taken away from your life is see this red page that represents the blood of Jesus. And he explained about Christ dying for my sins. And so that day when he asked me then, would you like to pray? Would you like to ask Jesus to take control of your life, to be your savior, to forgive you of your sins, to come into your life? I said, yes, sir. And so he and I knelt uh, by on two metal chairs on the, in his little office there. And that day I prayed to accept Christ as my Savior. Two weeks later, a pastor came and knocked on our door one night to visit with my family. My dad got saved that night. Mm. My mother, who was a believer, recommitted her life to Christ because she had not been living for the Lord. And how, and how old were you then? I was eight years old. What, did your life... Um was, were there dramatic changes in your life then? Well, the dramatic thing was one amazing thing. The reason that I I would pray a prayer when I would go to sleep at night. Now I lay me down to sure. sleep. I right. pray the Lord my soul to keep if I should die before I wake. And that's about as far as I would get because <laughs> I started crying. And I cried myself to sleep probably for over a year so concerned about death and dying and heaven and hell. And how does that end? And pray the Lord my, my soul to my keep. Soul to yeah. keep right? And see, I could never finish the prayer right. because when I would get to the now I lay me. And, and nobody had ever taught me other mm -hmm. than that was a prayer I had been taught by someone who loved me and cared for me. But I didn't know how to talk to God and, 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 and also that all. But my life, the, what happened the moment that I got saved, I never thought about it for a while. But I, know, I never again, never cried myself to sleep hmm. because I knew that heaven was home, that the Lord was my Savior. And, but the immediate thing was he took away the fear of death. Hmm. And even as a little boy, and I didn't even understand death really, but, but having the Lord in my life, he really became my peace at that time. And so then over my life, you know, I grew in the Lord. I committed my life to the ministry when I was 11 years old at a missions conference because God spoke to my heart in an amazing way for an 11-year-old boy. How'd and, you know? How'd you I know? Just, I just knew. It was, was a sense? Uh, it, was, uh, it, it was just like I've told people at other times, God has never talked to me out loud. I know he could if he wanted to. He's done it to, you know, people in the mm -hmm. scriptures. But uh, I, I, I know that the God who created me has always been able to communicate with me. He did when I was eight mm -hmm. and drew me to himself. Mm -hmm. He did when I was 11, and he told, he told me that I want you to go preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. and, and so uh, someone listening to this podcast later, right. maybe the Lord's pulling on their heart right now. Yeah. How do they know? How do they know it's him? Well... I, I, let me just say, uh, is just what I just said. I can't explain. I, I there's there's not a, there's no words for me to explain how. But I want to tell you that God, when you open that door for God to speak to you, and you're listening, I'm going to tell you what the God's going to speak to you. Hmm. He says that in the scriptures, "Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things that yes. you don't know." That thou knowest not, you know. So. And he rewards people who oh, diligently yeah. seek him. It's the yeah. promise. 
That's right. We have to trust him. And when we trust him, whether it's with our lives or with our finances or whatever, you know, when he talks in Malachi uh, about tithing and all like that, he says, trust me, try me, prove me and see if I will not open right. the windows of heaven and pour out upon you such blessings you'll not be able to contain it. So I, you, when you learn to trust him in the little things, it's not hard to trust him in the big That's things. That's right. Yeah. And there are things that even an eight-year-old can understand. Right. So suppose someone was listening here and they, they said, you know, I've listened to you guys talk and I've never trusted the Lord, but I'd like to. It's A child can be saved. Oh, yeah. I was saved at about seven or eight yeah. myself. Um, can you model a prayer that, would, that would, someone could say, I want to do that. Yeah. How would I pray? What would that prayer sound like? Well, I, I've, I say this to people when I'm talking to them. And, and, and you're talking to someone yeah, right now, Brother Charlie. Right. And whoever that would be, I'll use your name, Mark. Uh, let me just tell you this. I just recommend that you pray a little simple prayer, something like this. It doesn't have to be these exact words, uh, but I just encourage people to pray, God, the best way I understand, the best way I know how right now, I want to ask you to forgive me of my sins. I want to ask you to become my Savior and Lord of my life today. I want to receive you as my Savior. And so I'm inviting you to come in to my life and save me right now. And I believe that you love me and believe you died on the cross. And that included me when you paid for the mm -hmm. sins of the world. I believe that included mine too. And so I'm just on the best way I know how. I want to accept that free gift of eternal life right now. And we know that if we confess with our mouth, Jesus right. is Lord, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. The you Bible is very clear, thou shalt be saved. That's right. So if you've done that and he asked you to send your heart uh, on the authority of the scripture, you're saved. That's right. Um, find a church somewhere. Right. Uh, if you're in, if you're in Phyllis, North Carolina, yeah. Come see I us tell at people it doesn't have to be. There's not, a, you know, there's not a name yet. But I always, even my own children, Mark, when they left home, I just said, you know, I'm not worried about the sign out in front of the church, mm -hmm. what it says. Right. But you want to go to a church that loves the Lord, that preaches the gospel, believes the whole Bible. Uh, and not only do they need to love God, but the church needs to love you. You need to go into a loving and caring church because there's, you know, there's good ones and there's, there's ones that are not so good. Sure. And so find one that you can identify with whoever the pastor is. He's going to be your pastor and your shepherd. You need to be able to say, I think I can get something out of this guy. Yeah. You know, I think he loves God and he preaches the Bible and I can identify, but if uh, if he doesn't love you, and if the church is not a loving church, uh, you wouldn't send your kid. You wouldn't want to send your kids into an environment <laughs> that was not receptive or loving, and you don't need to go there. No, and now as a believer, we can hear that voice. Yeah, he's going to call, That's and right. it doesn't always not audible. Yeah. Sometimes though, uh, and you and I have talked about this, brother Charlie. Sometimes it's through others. Yeah. And you say. Uh, how did you find that narrow way? Right. We talked about the narrow gate and the broad way. Yeah. Uh, it's easy to to go the wrong way, but mm -hmm. finding that right way is hard and difficult. And uh, kind of the emphasis of these podcasts that we're making are just talking with people who have found a narrow way for themselves. You won't have their same walk, but you may be able to say, well, that helped me. Mm -hmm. um, we, uh, A young Christian, we would want them to 
study the Bible and pray, spend time with the Lord, but also uh, fellowshipping with other believers who well, who very walk. important. And you may say from them, wow, that was a, I, there's no one ever told me that. Yeah. And your journey has helped me. Right. So now just for, uh, as we're wrapping up here, Brother Charlie, talk to uh, someone who maybe is a believer, but it's gotten a little slack. Uh, maybe they're not, their walk with the Lord is not where it should be. Maybe they're on that Broadway and there's a little voice that yeah. says, this is not your best. This is not yeah. what I want. How can they find that narrow way? Well, How can well, they get back? I, I, I tell people who say I'm a believer, but, uh, you know, I, I'm just, uh, I, I'm not walking close to the Lord. And I say, if you're not as close to God as you used to be, guess who moved? Because hmm. God's still in the same place. Right. He always has been. We're the ones who stray and wonder. How do you get back? And we just simply uh, make a decision. Uh, I think David prayed a prayer in the 51st Psalm that I love so much. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit, a right attitude, a right spirit mm -hmm. within me. Uh, make the, the bones that are broken feel better <laughs> and right. restore to me the joy of my salvation because I've lost my, didn't lose my salvation, but I've lost my joy since I haven't been staying in, in the scriptures. I haven't been faithful in fellowship at church, growing in the Lord. My friendships, uh, your friendships as a young Christian really need to be with people who are strong in the Lord and are going to draw you toward the Lord because the whole world's job is they think is to pull you away from God. So you need yes. to have, make your best friends with people who know the Lord, love the Lord, love you and are going to wrap you in. And and if you are a believer and you're not where you should be, there's probably that little still small voice inside of you that's saying this is not right. That's right. And you already know this. Yeah, that's this right. is certainly not a surprise to you. Yeah. Um, and it is actually very easy. To come back i think oh, uh, yeah. the the simplest prayer um that people can pray i think is just one word help help yeah help me that's, a, that's what i'd say that's you know, easy you just gotta, wherever you are that's like when peter tried to walk on water after jesus yes. and he started he, right. he i said he didn't say oh great god in heaven of all <laughs> he just said help <laughs> i'm getting wet i'm falling yeah. help me lord yeah. and he did all right so uh I'll wrap up for today, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you joined us today. If you have questions, you can always reach someone here at, uh, at the Baptist Church, uh, Bethel Baptist here in Vallis. Um, we hope uh, this is our first podcast. We've struggled through this a little bit, but we're going to try and do this in one take. And I hope that you catch a, a sense of our love for the Lord and, and our desire that you follow Him. Um, we are going to try and uh, talk to some other believers who are walking with the Lord and have a little interview with them, and I hope you'll come back and check out some other some other videos thank you god bless you have a good day oh what a sweet visit with my pastor i'm so glad you found our podcast today i hope you'll come again as we add more and more testimonies they certainly are meaningful in my life. I hope they will be in yours. Please feel free to contact the church if you have any questions or concerns. And as always, we love you and God loves you too. God bless you. Mm -hmm.